everybody to Blissfully Aware, the show in which three opinionated people discuss what's going on in fandom and nerd news in general. I am Bliss, and as always, I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, Kelty and Kendra. Hello. Hi. How are y'all doing this week? It's been a slow week. Yeah, we're okay. Slow week is a good week yeah, for yeah, me. No, no, no. <laughs> Yes, thank you. We got vaccinated. Thank last you for week. mocking me. Congrats! Yeah, mm-hmm. step one down. So yeah, our first vaccination. Congrats, safety, everybody, get your vaccines, you dummies. So this week, I want to discuss something that I've wanted to talk about for a while, but it's just never been the right moment to discuss. And. I have found the tiniest, barest excuse this week. Thank you, My Hero Academia, for this excuse. I want to talk about Mm -hmm. why voice actors are way too fucking involved in fandom. Mm, This is why I'm not in animation fandoms. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I just have never, like, followed a voice actor on social media. So I was totally unaware of this because while... They're good at their craft, some of them. Some of them. Mm-hmm. They have maybe the smallest amount of input toward, like, writing and character. Yeah. Like, way, way less so than, like, a physical mm-hmm. actor who's, yeah. like, on sets talking to the director. And even less when this is a translation mm-hmm. of a work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, like, like, something like Castlevania is, like, in English originally. Yeah. And even then, the voice actors have basically no input no. on what happens to their character or the portrayal of their character because they're really just giving, like, half a performance right. uh-huh. because they are not physically doing anything to embody this role other than mm-hmm. read lines, which is a skill. I'm not trying to say that it's, you know, not acting or anything, but it is a different form of acting. Absolutely. And uh, it... Voice acting definitely has its benefits and its drawbacks. Like, you can be fired because you are very easily replaceable most of the time. Mm -hmm. There are very few roles, I think, that could not be just replaced. Even Uncle Iroh from Avatar The Last Airbender, slightly different circumstance, the original actor passed away. But they were able to have somebody train Mm -hmm. to fill in for the last season. And it was fairly seamless. Yes, fairly. I mean, if you were like a kid, like, you know, a 12-year-old watching Avatar for the first time, you probably Mm -hmm. would not have noticed. But like, yeah, there are times that I can remember being a kid watching a cartoon and noticing that a voice actor has changed Uh and being like, oh, and like, as a kid, it didn't matter to Mm -hmm. me, you know, because even as a child of like eight, nine, ten, I understood the process that was happening where someone was reading lines and then someone else was animating the character and, you know, jobs change and and people move on or get fired or, you know. Absolutely. So what happened? Let me fill you in. It's stupid. Set the scene. So what happened was (laughs) Christopher Welkamp, the voice actor for the English voice of Eraserhead or Mr. Aizawa, who also plays the voice of Miles Edgeworth in the Ace Attorney TV show and Clover in Ruby. He has a TikTok 
as a lot of voice actors do these days, to answer questions and drive engagement because that's how you keep a fan base going and make money. Mm -hmm. And he received a question asking if he ships the uh, ship Eraser Mike, which is his character Eraserhead and another character present Mike. And it's a fairly benign ship in the show. The fandom doesn't have a huge problem with it. His response was, I love it. I love that our sensei seems to have a little makeshift family of his own, and I hope it lasts forever and ever. And it was a very nice answer. That's sweet. Yeah. That is cute. Yeah. I mean, like, again, coming from like the early and mid-2000s of creators and voice actors mm-hmm. and just people involved in a show being asked about weird ships... That's about as good as you Absolutely. can Absolutely. <laughs> like coming from those days and watching the progression, I'm very pleased with the place we're at right now where voice actors or actors in general are just like chill about saying shipping's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Like, and I get that this is maybe not always their authentic like mm-hmm. reaction to mm-hmm. being asked about a ship because, you know, like you said, everything is branding now. So to be like, ew, gross, I would never imagine them together, you know, risks alienating a huge part of your fan base. So I, I get that, like, some people might just be smiling and nodding, even if they just dislike immensely the idea of a ship. But the fact that even that now is considered, like, the proper etiquette, mm-hmm. rather than just pointing and laughing at the freaks, is is a huge progression that's happened in, like, the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Thank you for not Anne Ricing us always <laughs> forever. Anne Rice, maybe the like, and Anne McCaffrey too, like the or examples of like creators who are openly hostile to their fan bases. <laughs> she doesn't listen to our podcast. Fan babe, of okay. the show, Anne Rice. <laughs> so the issue comes up, and this has happened in many an animation fandom, where fans take this answer this super chill i'm not going to be aggressive answer yeah just i think that's sweet and nothing else basically they take that as um essentially proof that their ship is somehow canon (laughs) or that they've won eraser mike is canon (laughs) yeah we we won the ship war we're canon because a voice actor of the translation says so yeah that's like that's like the same caliber of like the Latin American translators of Supernatural yeah. <laughs> making Destiel canon at the end. Yeah. And I mean, whether or not good old Christopher here ships it or not. I'm sorry. That just doesn't make it textual proof. I don't care. I, I appreciate his nice response. It was wholesome. Yeah. And to me that even you have to interrogate like, the idea of the verb to mm-hmm. ship. Because mm-hmm. nowadays, like, people use it to mean, I like this pairing, and additionally, I want it to be canon, and additionally, think it might be canon. Which is not always what shipping has meant. No. It can just mean, or like, I certainly use it sometimes in a way that means... I appreciate the dynamic revealed within the relationship between these two characters whether it's romantic, whether it's sexual, whether it's canon or not, and, like, appreciate that it will probably never be canon because, you know, it might 
totally unravel some other segments of the narrative, <laughs> but just theoretically as a thought exercise almost. I, I like the ability of like having a nebulous space like fandom to sort of examine the relationship and the dynamic of these characters, even if I don't want it to be canon or don't think it will be canon, or even if I think like that would be a bad relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I I can quote unquote ship a lot of things that I don't think are good or healthy. But, you know, sometimes it's been known that people make decisions that are bad for them Shocking. and sometimes make choices that they later regret. Never. And the fictional space is a very useful place to explore that uniquely human ability and fandom even more so because, you know, it's all sort of nebulous and you can do what you want with tropes and characters that are, have already been established. So yeah, like, when someone says, like, oh, the VA ships it, I'm like, does he? <laughs> does he, like, go crawling through the AO3 tag, and does he talk with other people about the dynamic of these characters, and does he, like, you know, find some representation or some I- identity in one of these characters, <laughs> or does he just consider the fact that these two characters might be romantically involved and go, that'd be cool. Well, you know, what's interesting is um, Kyle Phillips, who, and I know you don't know who any of these characters are, but Kyle Phillips, who's the VA for Denki Kaminari, has been asked many a time who he ships. And he's said before that he thinks Denki would have a crush on Bakugo's mom. Because hell yeah, Denki is a teen and Bakugo's mom's hot. (laughs) And so now that's like fanon. I'm fine with that. Like, like I could look at that. Like, totally. Like, yes, teenage boys have crushes on their friends' moms all the time. That's totally yeah, a normal. Or you know, teenage girls, if, if you're like Kelsey. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's a very common coming of age adolescent experience. <laughs> and so, like, an actor being like. I could see this happening. Is that the same as someone shipping see, it? See, that's the thing. Like, I don't like, know. Like, to me, shipping requires a little more active engagement than just, like, opinions about a character's backstory that are, like, unqualified. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, now he receives fan art of Bakugo's mom, and that's funny, <laughs> but harmless. Okay, I mean, I, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty harmless. Um, And so, I mean, the thing is, voice actors, they, they have to be all over social media these days. Because I think people hear actor and assume they're making money. And voice actors don't mm-hmm. make a ton of money. No, they, no, people hear actor and they think like Hollywood yeah. and like millions or like hundreds of thousands of dollars for a role. And that's not at all what the voice acting game is like Absolutely at least not. that's not even really what the acting game is like unless you are like an mm-hmm. a-lister mm-hmm. well and to put it in perspective for people if you're lucky if you are lucky entry-level talents make about fourteen thousand dollars a year which mm-hmm. is not a lot of money <laughs> no that is uh, let's see that works out to a little bit more than a thousand dollars a month which works out to about Two hundred and eighty dollars a week, yeah. which means they make their money these days doing things like Twitch streams and signings and taking cameos. 
Con appearances. Con yeah. appearances. Cameos, totally. Yeah. But so, yeah, they have to make the bread and butter somewhere. I get it. Fans are going to ask a lot of questions and you have to have answers. <laughs> I get it. But it will cause problems eventually. Like in the case of our good friend, Corina Boettinger, who, yeah. mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to our episode, you should check it out. Um, oh God, what episode was that? So the Karina episode is called Slander and Lies. And yeah. essentially what happened is our dear friend Karina here, uh, to summarize, was being sent some not safe for work content of their character that they voice Paimon. Mm-hmm. In Genshin Impact. In Genshin Impact. Yes. They also do voice the character Tornado in One Punch Man, which is the green-haired smaller girl with the mind powers, the telekinetic powers. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember her. Yeah. Yeah. Who is the sassy lost child? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, Karina was being sent some not-safe-for-work content of their character. They asked it to stop, understandably. Things spiraled out of control, as they are wont to do, until eventually Karina is just outright calling people pedophiles and misquoting the Protect Act. That was it. Yes. I, yeah, we, we talked about the Protect Act and everything. Yeah. If you're interested in like the finer details, check out that episode. The, the irony of that situation being that like not even a month earlier, they had posted on their Twitter that they had switched out one of their co-workers, I think it was, keyboards with a set of keycaps of a bunch of, like, lowly con anime girls making O-faces. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and then when someone was like, hey, you put this on Twitter, like, a month ago, this seems a little hypocritical. <laughs> their Their response was... None of those characters are underage on the keycaps. I asked the seller. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, officer. All of these keycaps are underage. Which I 100% do not believe. Mm-mm, you asked no. the seller that each individual character, who are like, most of these characters are unidentifiable. It's like a super zoomed up close up of the face. I don't believe for an instant that you verified that all of them were of legal age. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the ultimate irony of that to me was, yeah, the the immense hypocrisy. Absolutely. Well, and you know what else they're not verifying but claiming they are is they're pushing some headcanons with the justification that the company whose name I'm going to butcher and I'm sorry, MiHoYo? Uh, that makes Genshin Impact. They told me that this thing I'm making up is real. It's so canon. they told yeah. me, yeah, that Paimon is a gender, or they told me that this other character is adopted. Me, and only me. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, yeah. the English voice actor to this one character. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> This causes some problems, and Karina, uh, I don't know what's going on with them. They seem to be reveling in this unrest they're causing in the fandom. I have to say this, like, before anything else, I do not play Genshin Impact. It is of no consequence to me 
whether any of these headcanons are true, whether none of them are true, whether Corna is just making shit up wholesale to be a troll or not. I, I don't care. I don't care at all. <laughs> but I will say that they're extremely unprofessional conduct on their like official verified Twitter account <laughs> is insane. Like, that's the sort of conduct that gets most people fired from their job. Absolutely. I'm shocked. And, yeah, it's, it like, Genshin Impact is already an insane, absolutely vitriolic fandom. Mm-hmm. And now they have one of their translated voice actors doing whatever this shit is. <laughs> and I... I, I can't honestly believe that they are acting so, so unprofessionally, not just in general, like not just like, you know, partying on the weekends and like, you know, posting <laughs> racy photos, but specifically in their capacity as an employee. Yeah. <laughs> right. With this company, like, it's not like they went out and had a bender and, you know, pictures of them, like punching a police officer in the face drunkenly ended up on Facebook. Like, this is specifically within their capacity as an employee of this company. That's the part that's that's absolutely nuts to me. And I have no idea like how big Mihoyo's like North American offices are. <laughs> I have no idea like who Corinna actually reports to, like who their like superior supervisor is, whatever. But I am pretty astounded at we said this previous but the american animation industry is small uh the american voice acting industry is also very small mm-hmm. and tiny i don't think necessarily this is the reputation you want to build for yourself online again now in a day and age where brand is everything mm-hmm. like it's just it's the reputation economy and I don't know if you have a history of antagonizing fan bases and starting rumors about your employer. That seems like a bad look to me. Certainly larger, more litigious isn't the right word. Or maybe it is. Companies like Disney <laughs> wouldn't put up with oh, yeah. that shit. Not for a second. God, no. Like, yeah, you think the mouse gives a shit about <laughs> your TikTok profile? God damn. <laughs> Companies like Sanrio say you voiced in one of their Hello Kitty cartoons probably wouldn't be okay with any of this. No, 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 not at all. And you just sort of work your way down until, I don't know, you start contracting for little independent projects that maybe people don't give a shit about. But then if no one gives a shit about them, you don't have any weird rumors to spread on Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> So I, I I am baffled by their behavior. I am baffled by how much joy they seem to be taking out of it. And I am very interested to see how much longer they are going to keep going. Because... <laughs> yeah. Well, because, okay, they, they claimed that Mihoyo provided them uh, the English pronouns of a character, uh, which I flat out don't believe, because that to ask that question to someone who is not well-versed in the, like, non-binary English language queer scene is basically nonsense. 
MiHoYo is a Chinese company that I presume their head offices operate in Mandarin. To my knowledge, Corona does not speak Mandarin. Who is giving them this information? Because <laughs> I would assume that no one in the localization team translating this into English for the North American and, you know, I guess UK market is directly involved in any of the story, as nebulous as it may be. Also, uh, Mandarin doesn't use pronouns the way that English and Romantic languages use pronouns. Like, they are not gendered. <laughs> so asking a Mandarin-speaking company what pronouns a character uses is almost a nonsense question. <laughs> and then to, for them to answer, like, these extremely new queer discourse answers of being like, oh yeah, they're agendered, something that basically is limited to, like, the English-speaking world, at least conceptually. And there's, like, some Spanish-speaking, some French-speaking, like, equivalents of a genderedness, but it's not quite the same. And fucking the company just being like, oh yeah, this very specific English-speaking uh, concept of gender, oh yeah, this character's totally that. <laughs> I don't believe it. I flat out don't believe it, especially that they provided Corona this character's English pronouns. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and admittedly, I do not speak Mandarin or Cantonese. I am not obviously involved in a Mandarin and or Cantonese speaking queer subculture. The, like, I know gender exists in this language, obviously, in both these languages, and that queer groups may subvert that gendered language in different ways, I just also know <laughs> that this is not one of those ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Karina. I don't know. Yeah, that whole thing is bullshit. Fuck that. Well, I'm finding on TikTok that it, every other TikTok is them starting shit. I can't keep it straight at this point. I... I, I, I genuinely, I went and I followed their TikTok. I trolled through all their shit. And it's all, it's all just them excited about how much people hate them. They're one of those people. That's the most okay Zoomer bullshit I've ever heard. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get that. Whereas there are other voice actors that have been completely bullied off of TikTok for being terrible. Much like this voice actor I'm about to talk mm. about. That was a smooth segue <laughs> bliss. <laughs> Let's talk about Dave Trusco. Okay, who's that? Dave Trusco is the English voice of Present Mike. He's technically the second English voice of Present Mike. He replaced Sonny Strait when Sonny Strait had some vocal strain and had to step back from the oh, character. No. He also plays the English voice of Spain from Hitalia. Mm -hmm. And Georgie Popovich from Uranus. Oh! oh. Okay, so what yeah. did he do? He was terrible? Oh no. Well, so let's go back to the era of the beginning of the election and the beginning of COVID. Let's step back to the beginning of 2020. Yeah. Uh, where dear old Dave, who describes himself on TikTok as a disciple of Christ, dad, Ooh. chef, pianist, and voice actor. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> Off to a start. Yeah. I don't care if he's a dad. I care that the first thing he describes himself as is a disciple of Christ on all of his social media. All of it? Every oh, single one. Okay. All of it. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. 
I'm not a friend of his on Facebook, but I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he went ahead and made some insensitive China tweets. What a surprise. At the beginning of oh, COVID. Oh, no. Did a little, little baby racism, maybe. Double down. Swore it wasn't a racism because president said so. Oh, the fucking the most racist American president since Andrew Jackson. Oh no, but he loves president. You no. see, Dave Trusco, big Trump fan. No. Mm-hmm. Oh my. How? Do you... Yep. Okay. So I was literally about to say, like, how do you work in anime and support Trump? And then I remembered that there's this huge neoconservative fascist subculture within anime subculture within English speaking anime subculture. (laughs) And I answered my own question. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and read a tweet of his that is one of the baby racisms. This one is actually not the worst one. I did not want to get into the terrible ones. So, Sonny Strait, who was the original English voice actor of Present Mike, tweets, Wuhan virus, Chinese virus, considering how the Southerners fostered and caused it to get out of hand, maybe it should be called the Bible Belt virus. Hashtag Bible Belt virus. That's a pretty sick burn. Yeah, I'm into it. Well, Dave steps up and responds, and he thinks this is a funny, funny Uh joke, apparently. And says, no matter how big it gets where it's spread, it's always appropriate to give credit to the original creator. Oh my god. And he claims that this was a funny nod to the fact that Sonny Strait was the original voice actor of Present Mike. Okay. Which, sure, fine, plausible deniability. If he didn't go on and tweet like 10 other China tweets that I don't want to read. He tweeted through it. This was the baby, super nothing tweet. Yeah. (laughs) This is what started it all off. He does go on to do this like four part crying apology or my reasoning why sort of TikTok video in which he's just like, I'm sitting in my prayer closet, just devastated. Yeah, he's sitting in his closet, but he calls it his prayer closet, which I guess is a Christian thing. There's no such thing as a prayer closet. <laughs> that is a that is a dangerous thing that they kept Carrie White in, and that's why she got telekinesis and killed everybody in the prom. <laughs> So he goes on these long, tearful tirades about how people are calling him a racist and a homophobe for saying things about China and for being a Trump supporter. And (laughs) well, so good old Christian Dave also has in the past voiced his. This is where it's been called maybe growth, and I call it being a hypocrite. He has. He has said that he does not support the Eraser Mike ship, being the other half of the Eraser Mike ship, because it's gay. But, but get this. Because it's gay! Yes. Oh, no. Shock. But I thought gay people were valid. (laughs) I thought gay people were valid, Dave. God damn it, Dave. Get this. At the beginning of COVID, he commissioned someone to draw Eraser Mike 
fan art for him to sign and sell. Oh, so he's gay for the pay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's gay when those gay dollars are buying stuff from him. Got it. I'm surprised he hasn't fucking spray painted it rainbow for Pride Month. <laughs> yeah, gay people are valid when they pay me. Okay, you fucking guy. Okay. Okay. Good old gay for pay Christian Trump supporter Dave. So that is growth, some people claim. Some people claim because people are uncomfortable with the idea of their favorite actors or authors or celebrities, anybody that they look up to being problematic. Mm-hmm. Yes. They have to find any semblance of an excuse to justify why they still like them. Because they can't just say, I like this character, I don't have to like the voice actor. I mean, it's basically like a very, very small example of the J.K. Rowling dilemma of this author's work meant so much to me growing up as a child and, you know, as a young adult. And now come to find they harbor some pretty repugnant views about people like me. Uh, How do you reconcile? And it's difficult to reconcile. I mean, it's more difficult to reconcile in the case of, like, J.K. Rowling, where there's, like, one creator. There is, like, one author Mm -hmm. who is responsible for this whole work, this whole world and story and narrative like less so when it's just some fucking voice actor who's voicing a translation second iteration of an english dub yeah. voice actor. Because, because yeah that guy has basically had zero input into the like story writing process and the the creation of this character because the character already like exists like the original incarnation of this character is the japanese voice that's mm-hmm. who, like, at least to my knowledge, this is how it's done in America. Uh, voices are recorded first, and then animation is done second to match voices, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, I know it's different for animation studios in the West, but, like, sometimes you will deviate from your original storyboards because of something a voice actor does, and, like, you kind of find the character in the middle. Like, the voice actor still not as influential as, like, the writer or just a physical actor, but there is some element of their performance in the original language version. I don't really think that applies to translations at all. I just think that's something you lose in translation, necessarily. I don't think there's a perfect way to recapture the same performance in a different language. I don't really think it's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I get, I guess, the, like, impulse... To be like, no, 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 she can't be bad. She can't be problematic because I like her and I'm not problematic. Mm -hmm. And that's a very like instinctual reaction. But, you know, in the case of J.K. Rowling, no, she's revealed herself to be unapologetically transphobic. And there's no real denying that anymore. No. Um, it sounds like this guy, Dave, has revealed himself to be unapologetically homophobic unless they're paying me. Yeah. At the very least, it, like you said, he's a, he's a Trump supporter. He's a Trump supporter. He's made some TikToks saying he doesn't have to tell you who he voted for. But then if you go and look at his at his Twitter, he likes every Trump tweeter did back when Trump was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He follows the whole Trump family. He follows 
Ben Shapiro, Gina Carino, oh, Fox no. News, all the big oh, he's ones. Into he it. follows all of the conservative TikTok. He's he's into it. We don't have the fucking time to go back <laughs> and discuss everything okay. that Trump implies and people's support of Trump implies, but it implies at the very least that a racist, homophobic sexual assaulter ran for president promising to build a wall to keep mexicans out ban muslims from the country shit like this and Mm -hmm. you either if you supported this man either agreed with those policies those values and viewpoints or they were not enough to deter you which means that you are okay with harming people of color queer people women in general and so um Either you were on board with all of that, or it was not enough to get you off board. (laughs) In which case, your tacit approval means that even if you don't want to admit it, you approve of all of it. And that's basically, that's the fucking line in the sand with supporting someone like Trump. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, especially when you are a, like, white, straight disciple of Christ, (laughs) that certainly means that the safety of marginalized peoples matters very little to you. Well, and it's interesting because he was, big air quotes, bullied off of TikTok for all of this. He's back now. They always come back. And at the end of the day, death of the author, blah, blah, blah. Not that he, again, has anything to do with not that he is the an author. Text yeah. The show. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally just the, again, second iteration of the dub. I was going to say, that's like finding out that, like, the boom mic operator has some has some bad tweets. <laughs> so you have to cancel the show. Like his his impact on the narrative is, is the narrative text is like so minimal as to as to be irrelevant. Very nearly, like one step above irrelevance. But like at the end of the day, I'm not going to say that people can't have their own opinions or be shitty. You do you, dog. I can think you're terrible. And I can choose to not support you and curse you with my dying breath. But you do you, dog. But yeah, that doesn't mean people have to like or support you just because they like the character you play. (laughs) Slightly more to the point, I guess, of this episode, though, is that he's also incredibly aggressive with fans. Aggressive how? What does aggressive mean? Well, I mean, like I said, he takes digs at the ship eraser mic. But also... He's just, like, straight-up rude to his fans sometimes. And also just takes weird digs at Democrats unnecessarily. (laughs) I don't know why people ask voice actors questions on Twitter. That's the thing I don't get, yeah. I I, I don't get it. Like, if I had a question (laughs) about a text that I loved, whether it's a show or a video game or whatever voice actors are doing work in, first of all, I don't... (laughs) I don't know. I wouldn't ask even the creator. Like, the point of fandom for me is coming up with my own answer. Yeah. Is analyzing the text and arriving at my own conclusions and not expecting an authority figure to bestow the quote-unquote canon knowledge on me. Yeah. But anyway, even if I was one of those people and I wanted to find some authoritative figure to tell me the right answer, it's not the voice actor. No. <laughs> It's the writer or the director or someone else. 
I don't ask questions. I don't need them answered because the writer doesn't know either. I don't care. Well, and uh, in this particular one, I realize now that this is a manga spoiler, so like a a recent manga spoiler, so I'm not sure I'm going to read it. But that's doubly baffling to me. Why are you asking the voice actor their thoughts on something their character did in the manga? I mean, I guess, like, sure, what's your opinion on what your character did in the manga? That's fine. But, like, what do you want from that? That's crazy because, like, that's such a huge conflation of, like, actor with character to the point where, like, you are now asking them about character motivations for things they have not done. Yeah. <laughs> that's almost, that's basically like asking, I don't know, okay, it's not it's not a perfect analogy, but hear me out. It's like asking an actor of, I don't know, Hamlet, of one production of mm-hmm. Hamlet, asking them why in this other production of Hamlet did they <laughs> did they do this? Yeah. Why did Hamlet why did this actor play it differently in this version of Hamlet? And then, like, fuck, fucking, I don't know. You have to ask them, man. It is, it's a very good analogy. I guess it's only just occurring to me that I might be an old who grew up in early con days where when you went to conventions and you asked people like William Shatner questions and they just shouted at you in front of a room full of people that it didn't leave you wanting to ask <laughs> actors. Right? questions yeah so i don't understand why you would ask the english the second english voice actor of this dub what their thoughts are on their character's motivation in the fucking side plot spin-off series of the manga not even the main storyline like i'm not really into going to cons because i'm autistic and i don't like people but the supernatural fandom. Uh, <laughs> that. Exactly. Yeah. That. That yeah. Talk about oh, a fandom that has too close a relationship with its creators. Like, why? What do you think? What do you think Dean and Cass's favorite sex position is? If you were to fuck your fictional brother. <laughs> Don't ask that. In front of a room full of people. Just say, I'm not yucking your yum or anything like that, y'all. I just don't understand why we're asking the actors who aren't the characters and uh, definitely aren't your interpretation of the characters. And I feel like maybe (laughs) we're overstepping boundaries here (laughs) and making people uncomfortable when there's no need. You can just write your fic and post your fic and the people who agree with you will read your fic and like your fic. And I say this as somebody who likes the fics. (laughs) Just write the fics. Don't, don't harass people. No, absolutely. Like, just leave them alone. They don't it, know anything. You said it really well when you're like, this actor is not this character, and they're definitely not your interpretation of the character. And I've definitely heard headcanons where I'm like, you know what? I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna also think that now. But just, just saying something as the actor doesn't make it true, especially or canon, or canon. because again. Uh, just saying something as the creator doesn't mean I'm gonna fucking take it. I don't. Mm -hmm. It's weird to me, I guess, this focus on one's interpretation of a text being canon, because people, people correlate that or associate that with one's interpretation of a text being correct, 
which I don't think is the same mm-hmm. thing at all, because I don't think there is a correct interpretation of the text. Like, even if it's what the author intended, I don't necessarily believe that authorial intent is always relevant in terms of what interpretation of a text is correct or the best, because I don't mm-hmm. think authorial intent makes a interpretation more correct than another interpretation that is completely counter to the author's intents. And that's not even, that's fucking completely different than voice actor intents, which is not something that even (laughs) exists in literature. Like, you can tell me why you took that tone, but even then, like, I'd rather be asking the voice director, which I have a lot of questions for the voice director of this show. Yeah, because I know you said that line like half a dozen times and then someone else chose the read they thought was most suited to the scene. Yeah. So even then, you haven't really decided which inflection and emotion goes into the show. Yeah. Dub is real bad, y'all. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm sorry. When I sit you down and make you watch the sub. Okay. watching the sub. Like, the show's... The show's dumb and super anime, and I enjoy it, but the dub is painful. <laughs> There's this one line where they're like, uh, we, he literally, I'm not even joking, like, his tone is, we can save him. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, what? Who agreed to that line? <laughs> I know this is not unheard of in Japanese voice acting, but I find that the, like, most voice actors are, like, in their 30s and 40s. And so when they are voicing characters in high school, maybe, sometimes it doesn't always fit, man. Yeah. Like, I actually thought they did a pretty good job. Um, and again, I've, I brought this up before, but the 2019 reboot, I guess, of Fruits Basket. Mm-hmm. Not bad. The dub mm-hmm. is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but they still, like, there's it's still not... moments where I'm like, that's a 40-year-old man who's a high school <laughs> yeah. student. Like, yeah. Anyway. Fucking voice actors. All right. Did we talk about the thing? And did we, I don't know, what's a douchey academic way to say this? Did we uh, position the voice actor in the text? That's not quite how an academic would say it, but... <laughs> well, so, I guess my takeaway from this, my thing that I'm going to leave everybody with, because... It is going to be my opinion until my dying day I will go down with the ship. Is that voice actors are way too involved in fandom. It is not Edward Bosco's job to get involved with an RP account harassing by people in the has-been hotel fandom. No that was it is not Karina Botinger's place to tell people what gender characters are. I was gonna say, <laughs> not exactly. only is it not their job, it's not even their place. And I get yeah. that I get that these people need to make their money. You you make your bank babies, but consider the fact that what you say has grander ramifications to your fan base and can turn toxic which will then in turn affect your revenue your brand (laughs) (laughs) well i think so especially for the cases of like boku no hero academia and genshin impact the fandoms are both populated by like 14 year olds 16 year olds and 30 year olds (laughs) Only those well, two, teenagers and 30-year-olds. <laughs> I, more to the fact that I meant that, like, the ones driving the engagement, as they say, 
are the teenagers, because I think by the time you're in your late 20s or 30s, you fucking realize this on your own time, that, like, being a voice actor is just a job, man, and you didn't have any integral part in the construction of the character. So, I guess for a teenager who doesn't really know how that industry works, in a experiential way, at least, just wants an authority figure to tell them what they want to hear. And so oh God, now yeah. all of these all of these people who like, you know, are ooh involved with the show and that seems really professional and cool. They're accessible on social media and you can just ask them their dumbass opinions <laughs> and they'll tell them to you yeah. apparently. <laughs> I think we talked about the thing. <laughs> we talked about the thing is what's important. God. <laughs> we talked about the thing. What is something you guys are nerding on? <laughs> Well, other than our, our queer ASL class, I'm writing again. Yay! Yay! That's exciting. It's for a video game that hasn't been an active fandom for years now. I have a follower that still has a profile picture from that video game. I know, and it's cute. <laughs> I don't really have any new geeky thing that I'm doing lately. Um, I have been on... TikTok stalking voice actors a lot this week. That's fun. So that's been my week. Super fun. Yeah. Well, I've also been doing some drawing. There you go. <laughs> drawing. Anyway, if y'all want to find us online, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Blissfully Show. I post links to our YouTube there. If you're watching us on YouTube, hello, like, comment, subscribe, tell me your favorite voice actor, question mark? I don't know. And, God, I've forgotten how I end the show. Uh, let us know if you ever want us to cover anything specific. That's a real thing you can comment. Uh, <laughs> we're open to suggestions not just things Bliss is angry about <laughs> and until next time bye bye, bye. I genuinely, I got a TikTok so I could stalk all these voice actors and I've created a problem for myself. So, whoops.